If you like to gamble, I tell you I'm your man. You win some, lose some, it's all the same to me. Hello and welcome to the official Motorhead podcast, The Motorcast. I am your host, Howard H. Smith. You may know me as lead singer with UK thrash band Acid Rain or hosting my own podcast, Talking Bollocks. If you'll see, my name is highlighted in the description of the podcast. Click on it, that's a link to my podcast and all those hundreds of interviews I've done. But here, here, I am your guide. I am the commissioner of the museum. I am curating this incredible library of interviews that we have for you, that we've built up so far over the last few years. And here comes another one. Before I tell you a little bit more about this, um, wherever you're listening to this, you can subscribe. If you haven't subscribed already, please do so. Hit the bell button, symbol, whatever it says, sign up, and you'll get an episode of these every time they come out. And welcome to 2023, the first motorcast of the year. Realise we've been a little bit quiet recently, but don't you worry, coming back with a vengeance. And this episode is no different. Got an interview with Rod Cuckler coming up from the Motorhead Music Silver Lining team. He's been working with Motorhead on a number of releases. We've got a really exciting uh, reissue of Bad Magic coming up. And rather than tell you any more about it, let's have a listen to Rob and he can tell you all about it. So, Rod, welcome to the Motorcast. Thank you. It's a pleasure to be here. Excellent. Excellent. Um, I, I mean, the way I start these, Rod, I ask everybody the same question first, and that is, how did you initially, um, how did Motev initially come into your life? Um, it came into my life through their manager, Todd Singerman. I was working at uh, Columbia Records, and I signed one of his bands called Zebrahead, and then the relationship just kept growing and growing, and you know, to this day, Todd's his family to me. And I moved over to Sanctuary and they needed help with uh, Motorhead because I was local. And so that's when I kind of got into the Motorhead world. Right. OK, so were you um, were you a, a fan before you worked with them or was it, you know, I was a fan of I was a fan of Lemmy and I was a fan of like, you know, the, the big hits from um from the 70s and 80s but it wasn't like over the top like I am now because I was into other things and you know I was working at Columbia Records and all this kind of stuff so it was hard to 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 do that and and it's kind of interesting as well Rod that um having spent many years in the business myself that you speak as somebody who kind of you know was a casual listener appreciator knew the hits and then when you work with a band, often um, it, for many years, it can really put you off, whereas you, it's, you've gone the other way because it's Motorhead. And of course, you know, an even deeper bond has been has been developed. Yeah, I definitely went the other way. As 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 you said, I'm I'm a hu- huge fan now. I've listened to all the records and like, you know, especially the stuff we've done, I'm very proud of. And, you know, like any band, there's ups and ups and downs, but I still find pleasure in everything. It's like when we do Motorhead records, always when we're trying to find ideas, I go back and listen to the entire catalog for like two weeks to kind of get inspired. Yeah. Yeah. I know. I, I, I get you. They are. They're, they're one of those bands. 
Um, so what, at, at what point in, um, uh, we know what point in your career, what point in their career were they when you, um, when you hooked up with originally? That was about 2000. I mean, I've met them before that, but not working with them. But I would say it was about 2002. I believe it was the Hammered record. Um, I did some stuff for them. Um, wasn't the greatest record with them. Um, you know, there was lots of, I think they recorded it like six weeks before it was due. So, <laughs> right. Okay. Last minute job. It was a last minute job. Yeah. So that's when I, when I started with them. So I did a little bit on Hammered and then Inferno. And then we had some live stuff that I kind of pushed paper for with them. Um, so that's, so it goes back a long way, but yeah. more personal with them was started in about 2014 where I was with them a lot. Ah, right. That's interesting. So how, you know, what, what, why, why the switch? How did you end up, you know, getting closer? Well, in 2006, Sanctuary folded. Right. And so I went back to Columbia Records. Right. Okay. So you, so you had your motorhead experience. It was brief, fleeting, yes. and then they were gone. And they were gone. You know, the company <laughs> and I was like, well, what am I going to do? So they, I was invited to go back home to where I started. And I was like, sure. I was very familiar with Columbia. So I was like, okay, I'll go back. So I sent, stayed there for another like 10 years. And then I started uh, here when Todd called me one day and said, you know, I, we really need you to handle the Motorhead account. I, I don't feel comfortable. I'd rather you, you, you do it. And wow. so I went to Germany and I met everyone and Thomas Jensen, Ulrika Jensen. And I really love the family atmosphere and of the label. And I love those two. And I would do anything for Todd and the band. So I was like, you know, why not? That's uh, that's incredible because uh, again, you know, speaking to somebody who's been in the uh, in the business many years, it's it's not often you hear stories like that because there's there's certain I I don't know if it's whether the way you tell it, but there's to me there's a certain amount of romance about that, a certain amount of kismet, you know, if you will. Yeah, yeah, I guess you can you can see it like that, you know. I mean, it, it, you know, when I first when Todd first told me, I was like, I don't know, it's freaking only <laughs> in Germany. I don't know any about these people. I don't know how anything works, but you know, I went over there and fell in love, and it was like it was perfect. Wow. Okay. So um, you just up sticks and moved to Germany? No, I, st I, I stayed here because Todd wanted someone in LA because I'm based in LA. Oh, right. So he okay. wanted Sorry. someone yeah. close that he can just pick up and, you know, I'm always yeah. around. Yeah. Um, and so, um, you well, know, I go what... to Germany like six times a year. At, at right. Time. So I was always over there. Oh, it's a beautiful country. I've spent a lot of time in Germany over the years, and it's I love it over there. Yeah, I mean the, the label was based up in Wacken and in Husum, up there, so northern northern Germany. So I had amazing time up there. Love the people, you know. Yeah, and did you did you get to do the did you get to do the festival as well? Yes, I started doing the set festival. Uh, 2015 was my first. So I went every year except for the ones where they, they were canceled. That's amazing. Oh, that's, I, I've, I've still never managed to make it to one, but I, I'm determined to do it. That's on my, it's on my bucket list. Oh yeah, well, it's the holy ground of metal. You have to. Yeah, 
Yeah, too right, too right. Yeah, hopefully, I've been lucky. I've only had really bad rain in 2015. So everywhere, every other year has been been very good. So I never saw a motorhead there. Oh, right. So that was the only sad thing I never got to see. Oh, man, that is a shame. So so how did your how did your role um, take shape stateside once you started managing the account? Well, my role was was like, well, we finished up uh, Bad Magic. That's when I kind of came in at the end. And then we were working, you know, working the record. It was one of the biggest sellers in a long time. I mean, it's one of my favorite records. And then, unfortunately, at the end of the, you know, that cycle, Lem passed. Yeah. So I think, yeah, like 2015, I believe. Yeah. Right around okay. And so at, at that point, we were like, well, <laughs> what are we going to do? You know, after like five or six months, we were like, well, we need to have some kind of game plan and try to continue on the legacy that is Motorhead. Yeah, yeah. And that's kind of what you've continued to do. Yes, we've continued to do. So we've, uh, geez, we've probably done five or six records since, you know, a couple live. We did a couple live. The Clean Your Clock was, you know, the, the last shows of Motorhead. They yeah. were done in, in Germany and we had plans to record more shows, you know, the following year. So, but that didn't happen. So, you know, we, we released the one from, uh, I, I forget what city it was, maybe it was Berlin. I'm not sure of Clean Your Clock. It's my memory goes on some of these things, but yeah, yeah I mean- Mine too. Yeah, I mean, there was a really, really good show for them. I mean, you can tell Lem still looked good. He had energy because I saw him like three months before that. And, you know, he, he had a hard time. Yeah. Yeah. So, so we've done the, lots of live records and some, we did the, the covers record undercover when now we're doing a re-release of a record. So it's a lot of stuff. They have, I mean, they've been a band 45 years. There's lots of stuff. Well, well, yeah. And, and it's funny just listening to you there. I, I kind of realized the, the 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 similar well similarity in 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 what we do because you know I, I very much feel like uh you know I, I often say at the beginning of the show that I'm, I'm a custodian of this sort of virtual motorhead museum of interviews mm-hmm. and um and 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 keeping not keeping the brand going not keeping the name alive because neither of those two things need doing I no. just feel like it's more sort of curating the legend of the band you know yeah yeah because i mean i see plenty i mean i see plenty of people wearing the motorhead t-shirt and and i always wonder is like well do you know anything about the band sometimes i think no they don't they just like the logo which is there's nothing wrong with that i wish they would just learn about the legend that is the band and and lemmy well, I would imagine, like me, you feel a great. You, you do feel a um, a certain weight of history on your shoulders. You know, you're not just you're not just knocking out records. You know, you are you're aware that what you're doing is you know you're curating about you're curating a band's legacy, and you're 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 putting stuff together that's that, that's in some cases, you know, this is this is the last time this is ever going to be released. Yeah, I mean, I, every time I do a record since Lem Pass, it's it's always is this going to be standard enough for the legacy of the band? I don't want to do anything 
that's going to lower the legacy of this band. Yeah. So I mean, yeah. I've had arguments with, you know, other people at the label, with management. It's like, you know, I need this because this is not going to be Motorhead standard. Yeah. And I need, I need to meet the standard. Does that make it harder in a way as well? Because you're, you've almost, some someone's got to be the de facto Lemmy, haven't they? Someone's got to say, no, and, and when if, when he's not around, if you're making that call and somebody disagrees with you, I guess it's, you know, he, he's not there to, to say you're right or wrong. No, he's not there. So, you know, Mickey D and, and Phil have a lot of say mm-hmm. in what's going on, as, as they should. Great, and then, yeah. And then management. So we all kind of work at as, as a team and we kind of go with our ideas and, you know, no one no one really backs down but we all come to a conclusion that this is the best route for this record yeah and that includes like the videos all that kind of stuff there the the band is heavily involved yeah they know everything as they should yeah quite rightly and uh, and but this must also be like kind of fun to work on as well it is fun i always say it's like you know i i always like you know, motorhead projects are very hard to do, and I always like, oh my god, another one. But I get excited, <laughs> and then and it's like all the drama, everything that goes through of making making any record, and then you get to the end, it's like, ah, I'm done, but I'm sad it's done. Yeah, so many records, and it's it's you know, it's lots of highs and lows with it because everyone has strong everyone has strong opinions, so you just kind of have to you know, move your way through it and figure it out. You know, one day it's like, oh my God, it's not going to happen. <laughs> then next day you fix it. Yeah. Yeah. And, and th- there must be, um, well, uh, you tell me every time you do a record, um, you know, and Lem is not around, it's got to bring back a fair, it's got to bring back a fair few memories as well. It does. It, it, you know, I, I always think of him before I start a record. And like the you know the little times we had together and stuff like that and just kind of things he said and just how who he is and like that's kind of where I like kind of focus for me. Yeah, yeah, and as you, and and presumably as well as uh, you know when, as you start trawling through all of the visuals for for upcoming releases, you're gonna you you're gonna start discovering pictures you haven't seen before from the era and. And, oh, yeah. and and things like that. It's it's going to be so, yeah, it's kind of kind of fun and a, a little heartbreaking all at once. It, it was when we did the um, the video for um, Heroes from the under, uh, undercover record, and, was, and we were putting we were working on came up with the idea. We put this together, and when we got that the first edit back, I I'm not ashamed. I mean, it brought tears to my eyes because some of these photos I haven't seen. I haven't seen Lem play, and it was just very emotional day when we saw this video. I mean, I think the whole band would say the same thing, management. It was, like you said, it brought back a lot of memories. Well, yeah, but it's it's all still, it's all still a, a you know, a, a reminder he's not around as well, which is, you know, it, it's it's sad. It's great, you know, it's great that we're doing these, uh, these podcasts and, you know, re-releases and everything else. Yeah, I mean, I mean, I, I feel, you know, every time I walk in the rainbow, I'm like, I was like, I always look like, oh, Lem's not there or, you know, and it feel, makes me feel actually good that people come to the rainbow and see the Lem statue, which is yeah. nice. Yeah, exactly. I mean, you know, the guy's, the guy's an absolute legend. He really is. Um, 
And everybody who, you know, who dealt with him and who met him said that he was a, you know, he was a joy to work with. And um, I mean, you know, did you did you find the same? I found the same. He was, he was exactly how he's portrayed. He's he's truthful and honest and a joy to work with. You know, when he has his point that he wants to he's he's not going to change his mind. Which is fine. He's Lemmy. <laughs> he wants. Yeah, exactly, exactly. I mean, and, and I'm laughing because I've, you know, I've, I've, I, you know, so many people have said that thing. It's like, you know, and oh, but when he when his mind weighs up, or you know, he could be a bit stubborn, but yeah, of course, it, it, it's Lemmy. So you go right. like, right, well, that's that's just that then. Yeah, I mean, I remember one time, like. I think it was like during the hammered or infernal days. Like I think that was kind of like more they were in in a gully, kind of not as popular they were. And I remember having a conversation with someone at the label, and they were talking about Motorhead, and then they was like, "Why are you putting Motorheads out?" And I was like, "Because it's fucking Lemmy. You put a I don't care if he sells five records. We're putting Motorhead out." But they didn't understand who he was. I was going to say that's the danger of measuring measuring people by their current popularity. Of course, yes. And they, and she, I mean, this person was younger and didn't really know. And you know, I mean, I wasn't. I was probably like ten years older than them. But they, you know, you worked at the label. You should know who Motorhead is. They're going to work on a record. And you know, I don't. I just, yeah, it just rubbed me the wrong way because you know, Lem's a star and he means more to this world than people realize. Yes, yeah, but that's also, you know, that the music business has a great job of recognizing these stars usually too late. Um, you know, the the ones the ones who don't, you know, aren't front and center and out there selling billions. Yeah, that was not Motorhead, you know. That was yeah, it just wasn't. And I I I guess I understand it, but I but I don't. I no, I don't well, I I think. I think I kind of get it because, you know, for a start, uh, how many bands cite Motorhead somewhere in their influences? Yeah. I mean, just 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 Im that impact alone is is just absolutely phenomenal. Yeah, I mean, you can't it's hard to meet a like a rock band or a metal band that doesn't uh, have influence of Motorhead or, or is like in awe of Lemmy. Well, I was yeah, I was going to say, and then then there's the then there's the bass players, then there's the vocalists, then there's the bass player vocalists who yes. uh, you know who all cite Lemmy as a uh, as an influence, you know, as an influence. But no one, but no one really played like Lemmy. They're all influenced by him, but they never really played like him. No, and and I mean, you know, these are these are a few of the anomalies about Motorhead, you know, and that is the volume that they played, and. Yes. Um, and 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 what they played, you know, like Remy always said, the loudest rock and roll band in the world. Absolutely, and his bass was, was pretty freaking loud. Yeah, absolutely. Now, did I did I hear you right earlier? Did you had you have you? I know you said you hadn't seen him at Vacuum, but you you saw them. Oh yes, yeah, so plenty, plenty of times. Um, the last show I saw was when they did. I think it was in October. They played the shrine that was with, I think they were on tour with Saxon and uh, Girl School. And um, that was the last show. So it was mid October or early September when right. I saw them. But I saw them probably 10 times, but they was all LA shows. 
Right. So I got to see them out of LA. And so that's one of the things I really feel bad about is I never got to see him in Germany and Motorhead in Germany just has this special relationship that I was sad I could never see. Yeah, you know what? Um, that's that's something that um, other people have mentioned as well. I, and I mean, why? What is it? I, you know, it, it, I think it has to do with, with Lem and just being who he is and then them constantly touring Germany. And I think it has a lot to do with, with Thomas Jensen as well. It keep, you know, he was booking Motorhead on the Wacken Festival from what, 96? Every couple of years, because he loved Lem. And I, I think that helped. And I think just the t- nonstop touring helped. And I think the early classic records just, you know, resonated yeah. with people. I don't know. I, you know it, when you're not there and you're not living it, you can only guess. Yeah, yeah, it's it, it, you're right. There is there's no there's no definitive answer to that question. I put you in a bit of a hole there, didn't I? Sorry about that, Rod. No, no, it's okay. But it's like you know, you think it, but I think a lot of it has to do with them embracing the market and going there and playing thirty shows in, just in Germany every couple of years or every year. Uh, yeah, yeah, and and maybe and maybe do you think Lemmy's Lemmy's unapologetic love of let's say German 1940s culture um, maybe helped as well. It probably did help. Another another factor in it probably did help. Well, you know, coming from a Brit, it's a bit kind of, it's a bit topsy-turvy, isn't it? It's upside down, really. Yes. I mean, it was, it's very interesting to me. I'm just like, at first I didn't really think about it. Then I think about it. Then it's like, well, you know, I know Lem, and it's just who he is. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And 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 you know, there we, we I think both threw in a word there that is um, that's always associated with Motown, quite rightly, which is unapologetic. Yes, not <laughs> <laughs> sorry for anything. <laughs> yeah, that 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 sounded like a man who has witnessed Lemmy being unapologetic. Yeah, for sure. But it's just him. <laughs> yeah yeah so it's not it's not some it's not some it's not some guys we'd say over here giving it the big one. it's just yeah. it's just like no that's that's who he is that's who he is it's not personal it's not mean it's just who he is yeah yeah if you can't accept it it's going to be very it's difficult to work with 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 lamb or other people who have that kind of same thing yeah like i'm not like that more sensitive i mean would you say so I, I wasn't quite sure if you said it was difficult or not difficult working with people like that no it's not difficult it's not yeah. difficult no I, I i agree i agree because i, I i'm very much saying you always you know it's always say you always know where you stand with these people yes i i, I love that i i worked for a guy named john claudner at columbia records and it was the same thing it's like there's no gray with him yeah. So if I did something I was hesitant, I was like, yeah, that's wrong. I go back and fix it. Yeah. So it was it was fantastic. Yeah. Now, I, I'm uh, I, I remember working with somebody who was just, you know, thoroughly abusive to people all the time. That was his way. Yeah. And um, I remember saying to him one day, you don't realize what you just said, don't you? It was some, you know, some new line of uh, of insult. And uh, and he and he just said, "Look, Howard, the time to worry is when I stop insulting you." <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
I thought, right, yeah, okay, yeah, that 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 yeah, figures, yeah. that works. That you know, I, I had a boss at uh, Columbia who was just a freaking yeller, and that that makes a lot of sense. If you stop yelling at you, then you should be worried. Yeah, yeah, exactly, exactly. Um, but yeah, uh, uh, I, I understand we have we sh should really talk about this. There's um, um, the the reissue of Bad Magic coming up. Yeah, it's coming out uh, what February twenty third, and it's the Bad Magic original Bad Magic record, and then we've added uh, two songs that were cut um, from the original record. Uh, right, cool. There's a bolt for your brain that just has been out, and then we're going to release a song called Greedy Bastards that. Um, Will come out in a couple of weeks, I think. And is that are the is this like the first first time these songs are seen light of day? Light of day, yes. They're, wow. They're, we're in the the archives because when we did Bad Bad Magic, there was like three songs. The three songs they were cut, and that was Heroes, Greedy Bastards, and um, um, Bullet in Your Brain. Oh, that's awesome! That's awesome! And 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 what sort of um, you know what formats? Um, is it coming out and all the rest of it? There'll be a box set, uh, the regular vinyl and the CD and the digital. But with the box set, it's you also get before we did um, Bad Magic going back a bit, we did one interview with Lemmy in a hotel room in Berlin. And it's about 30, 35 minutes. The only interview with press he did. So we now made that into a, um, a standalone vinyl inside the box set so it's an interview about the whole about motorhead and you know every politics everything then lem like to talk about so it's a pretty cool interview and and you know what i i'm sat here listening to that and i'm thinking that sounds absolutely awesome i'm also thinking who else can i think of in the world of rock and metal who in 35 minutes would manage to cover the new album, the whole history of the band and politics. It's yes. probably just Lemmy. It's just Lemmy. I mean, I, you know, I sadly say, I don't think you talk too much about the record, but you know, that's just Lem. But that, but exactly. I mean, the thing is, it, it doesn't, it, Lemmy's the kind of guy that presumably when you, if you, if you get him to do press and he doesn't talk about the album, you what you come away with is go well yeah but like he did press so <laughs> people will put one and one together that there is an album out there it's just that you know he forgot to talk about it yeah i mean like lem, lem always said it's like well i'm you know i don't need to do press they know who i am you know <laughs> what's later it's like you know. so yeah i mean so he talked about yeah, he talked about a whole bunch of different things. I think at one point he talked about, are we going to play any new songs from the record on tour, which I don't believe they did. I'm trying to think. Because, you know, that, that set list on their tour, it didn't change much because everyone wanted to hear certain songs and it's hard to take stuff off and put new things on. The thing is, as well, is Motorhead, like you said, just Germany. There's There's so many countries because they were on the road so much where... People would basically, oh, you know, Motorhead are coming town, and if it was every two to three years, and they would go and see them, and that's it. Mm -hmm. You know, it's 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 a given. That's that just that happens until you know Motorhead aren't around anymore, and and now those people are you know listening to things like this, waiting for re-releases like the ones you're putting out with stuff that's never been heard before, and um, 
the legend continues. Yeah, I mean, I, I've, I've talked to, we did some behind the scenes stuff for Clean Your Clock and those guys are driving up from Romania to, to see Motorhead because they weren't gonna, gonna play a show there. So, I mean, people would come from all over to see Motorhead. Yeah. Because, I mean, I think a lot of it, they, they adored Lemmy. Yeah, yeah. And I, I mean, you never knew when he was going to pop up either. I mean, I went, I went to see, um, uh, I went to see Metallica on the Death Magnetic tour in um, at the O2 in London, and uh, of course, who pops up for an encore? Of course, it's Lemmy. <laughs> yeah, I mean, there's so many things out there with Lemmy's voice on it because, like, if he liked you and he had time and he liked the project, he'd work on it. He'd do anything. Oh man, we've got we've got. Um... I've I've spoken to people where he's he's you know he's helped mix demos he's bit he's, he's bumped into people I think and um, it was uh, Evo from Warfare you know he bumped into him in the pub oh yeah I like your band oh really oh great you know do you know anybody who could help us out produce our demo I'll do it yeah the guy was just the real deal you know the real deal and like you know he just he just liked to play and liked to help and he didn't care who you were whether you had no name or a big name. It didn't matter. So he didn't like it. He wasn't going to do it. We 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 referenced earlier about you about you now you now being a massive fan having having worked yeah. with the band. How well it's kind of weird for me because what a massive fan should be doing is is getting all of the versions of this as soon as it comes out. But I'm guessing you're all you're already all over that. So you know how is this how you get your motorhead kicks now as well? That's how I I mean I I get everything. It's like I just listen to it. Yeah. It's um, it, it's it's really cool that you know there's a and and people listening to this I'm sure will be thinking it's really cool that there's a there's a fellow fan and somebody you know right at the heart of the uh, of this re-release that's um that worked with the band that's and uh, uh, you know knows them and is carrying on curating this legendary status because um you know it's it's just an incredible band and an, an incredible institution. It 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 really is and like. You know, I came, like, when I started listening to Motorhead, you know, I knew the old stuff, but like I said, my Motorhead, it's like, everyone loves the classic versions, but I wasn't around for that. What I know Motorhead is Mickey, Phil, and Lem. That's really my Motorhead. Right. And I, and I protect it as as much as I can. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, I never saw the other guys play, so it's very difficult to me. When I got into it, this is who was in the band, so this is who it is. This is my Motorhead. That's very cool. And again, I think there'll be there'll be a lot of listeners who identify with that as well. I hope so, because it shouldn't be from the band, you know, the first 10 years with the classic members. I mean, they were in it 10, 12 years or whatever it was, but Mickey and Phil have been in 30 years, long time. <laughs> it's always the way, isn't it, when somebody when somebody comes in um and and replaces people of a legendary status um and and, it's, and 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 of course when you know when people have passed away as well it does it, it, i guess it it makes even more of a difference but i absolutely get where you're coming from you know you 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 start with a band where they're at when you discover them you know mm-hmm. i've i've never gone backwards I, it's like you land when when you know when they're now and you move forwards with them yes that's how i always was growing yeah. up and stuff like that it's like when i find it you know i move forward with it 
like, you know, I was a, as a kid, I was a big Iron Maiden fan, but you know, I came in when, when Bruce was a singer, I never went back. Yeah. I appreciate it, but I went, I always went forward. Yeah, no, I'm, I, I'm exactly the same. And to this day as well, I mean, I, I'm uh, I'm one of these people that if I if I discover, a, you know, a band or an album that I think is, you know, really special, then pretty much everybody I know is going to is going to know about it. Yeah. Yeah, I was I was I was the same way. I still am the same way. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. It, it, it's it's kind of like it'd be rude not to. Right. You know? Yes. It would. It wouldn't be who I who I am actually. Yeah, and and the thing is, if you, you know, if you like your friends and you've got this thing that you've discovered, which is wonderful. Um, I realise I'm now starting to sound quite religious about my motorhead, but um... <laughs> well, you wouldn't. You wouldn't be the the, the only person. Like you know, like I said earlier, like when I did undercover, I probably got like a hundred emails telling me how stupid I was. Why I didn't do this track? Or why I didn't do that track? I mean, they're so passionate. I love it. Yeah, yeah, and and that's the thing as well. I mean, um, that I mean, projects like that that must have been at times a bit of a thankless task. Oh, very thankless, thankless. <laughs> <laughs> very a new a new level of thankless. Yes, yeah. I mean, it was it was an interesting project. This, you know, I just thought of it one day, and I was like, well, I didn't know what to do, and I was like. I, like I said, I, I go through all the Motorhead stuff. I listen to everything. I was like, well, it sounded like they wanted to make this record and they just never did. So how about I just finish it for them? And that's kind of what I did. And then, but people wanted like old stuff from like the early, like uh, from the early or mid seventies and stuff like that. But they didn't really understand the idea. This was a celebration of Mickey, Phil and Lemmy. So that's yeah. why there wasn't any songs from the, early early days like louis louis because that's not what this was about yeah but this is it isn't it it's like you start off with your idea and then that that goes out into the world and everyone decides what their idea of your idea is <laughs> yes yeah <laughs> well, yeah i remember when the, the, we first announced and I, I literally got like 100 emails that day and i was like how do you get my email <laughs> i i mean i appreciate your your input but I, it's like I don't know what to say. Yeah. Now go on Amazon and it'll be the same thing. And all the reviews like, oh, why did they didn't pick this? I don't pick that as well. well. Because I only had so much of a choice in songs to make it about what I wanted. Well, the thing is as well is that it, it, it's yeah, ultimately when it's when it's your project and it's and it's you making the choices. There's always going to be there's always going to be people who disagree, and there's going to be people who you know wouldn't have done this and wouldn't have done that. But hey, you know they they they're not putting an album together. It's that you know their version was never going to get released. Please tell me you got some you got some nice messages too. Oh, I got, I got a few nice messages. It was always like you know really love the album, but why didn't you do this? And this and <laughs> it was like yeah. a double you know double edged sword. Yeah. You got email. You got emails that gave with one hand and took away with the other. Yes. So yeah. I, I would, yeah. So that was like a. It's just a weird day because I was like happy that the record was finally announced, and then I'm getting all these emails from passionate fans, and then I kind of realized, okay, the fans are really passionate. And they just who they are, and I yeah. accept that and like and love it. But but also but also 
the other side of that is, you know, you, you, you flip it all the way around and you go, if I was sat here and I didn't get any emails from anyone about it, that would be kind of sad. That would be, yeah, yeah that, that would be sad. Yes, that is true. Because yeah, uh, I, as I always say, I'd, you know, I'd, I'd rather, I'd rather someone review my stuff and, and, and love it or hate it. But yeah. the worst thing is, eh, yeah, it's all right. Yeah. I mean, I, even like, I mean, for me, sometimes like even hate is the best one because that's like, if you hate, <laughs> you have to have passion for it. Yeah. Like some internal thing that's like really wants to be mean or whatever. So it's like, I'm good with hate, with horrible news or whatever. I don't care. Just talk about it. I, I love, I'm, I'll tap into that. I love that. I've just, um, I've, I've just got the uh, blabbermouth. have just got their um, clickbait headline for this interview when they, uh, when, when they, when they rip it. It's going to be Rod Kolker. I'm okay with hate. <laughs> yes, yeah, yeah. You just, uh, just bought yeah. yourself a whole, you bought yourself a whole line of online abuse there, mate. There's reason why I never do interviews. I guess. <laughs> uh, look, well, um, look. Thank you for doing this one. I really appreciate it. And our listeners will appreciate it. Um, it it's been it's been lovely talking to you and hearing these, you know, these stories and and you know, hearing your passion for the whole the whole motorhead legend and and being another person who's helping keep it alive on behalf of myself and everybody out there listening. Thank you. No, no problem. I mean, I, I hope my passion comes through because it's it's very genuine and from the heart with this band. Oh, absolutely, mate. Absolutely. So yeah, there's one thing I, also I wanted to mention about the box set. That we actually did a uh, a murder one Ouija board, which is kind of really, really cool. Hang on. You did a what? It's a murder one Ouija board in the box set. Right. <laughs> so it's pretty, you know, it has the ace of spades and as your as the thing you move around and stuff like that. It came out really, really cool. So are you are you telling me that um, there is a version of this album that where you are literally encouraging people to um, uh, contact the devil? Hey, no, I'm, I'm encouraging them to try to contact Lemmy. <laughs> oh, nicely done, sir. Yes, nicely done. Absolutely. So so what? I'm, I'm on February 24th. You can try to use the Ouija board and contact Lemmy. Wow. Now, now, now there is a marketing campaign. <laughs> it, it actually turned out really cool. We saw the designs and I was like, yeah, it kind of fits with the whole bad magic and, and stuff like that. And, you know, I think the fans will, will enjoy it. Whether they use it or not, I don't know. Because some, sometimes, yeah. you know, when people buy vinyl or box set, they don't really open it. You do realize that um, uh, when you pass away, as you will, like the rest of us, you have just left behind a device where people can write you letters uh, <laughs> about that, how annoyed they are with the latest Motorhead release. Yeah, well, <laughs> I didn't actually I did not think of that. Maybe my AD appreciates that one. <laughs> Brilliant. Uh, uh, look, Rod, I just want to say thank you very much. It's been great having you on. Thank you very much. I appreciate it. It's been a wonderful time. And yes, I hope you enjoyed listening to it as much as I enjoyed doing that. We had a right old chat, Rod and I. Um, definitely should do more interviews, Rod, if you're listening. That was great fun. Really enjoyed it. I hope all you did too. And you got the added bit right at the end there about the um, rather strange <laughs> offer of being able to try and contact Lemmy 
on the other side once you get this reissue yes a Ouija board inside a reissue that's very motorhead no one else is going to get away with that absolutely no one um, so anyway look apologies been away been a little bit of a gap but coming back stronger okay let everybody know the motorcast is back more to come speak to you soon on the next episode of the official motorhead podcast the motorcast i don't say agreed the only god i need is the ace of spades the ace of spades